Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Exurga deus dissipentur inimici eius, et fugi anche oderunteum a facie eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. We have this tendency as a species, and you can see it with a lot of the talk about Ukraine and Russia, with a lot of the talk about Donald Trump. There are a lot of people who understand that the times are about to get really, really bad. And many of us are looking for salvation, someone to save us, someone to bring us to comfort and prosperity. And you can tell by the rhetoric that cycles around, particularly when it comes to political figures. In fact, it even happened with uh, with Pope Francis in the early parts of his election, although it was not the more conservative, traditional, faithful Catholic um, who was saying it actually had to do more with, you know, the guys who were a little bit more left-leaning Um, and significantly more modernist. And I don't think we do, I mean, we do plenty, Catholics, particularly in the traditional space, we do plenty of apologetics. But I think maybe it's about time we started talking about evangelization. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias, diaboli esto praesidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicas de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque, spiritus malignosque, ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Cor Iesu Sacratissima, miserere nobis. Mater Dolorosa, Ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. The Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen 
gave many speeches about how communists, and you can extend this to all of the forms of modernists across the technocratic union, have all of the zeal, but none of the truth. And Catholics have all of the truth, but none of the zeal. And this is, this is also true in the trad space because many of us spend a lot of time trying to figure out exactly where our niche is. I mean, I stood up this podcast for that exact same reason. It was one of those, it was like, there's, there's this spot that's not being filled with a Catholic voice that I was aware of or that I am aware of and it needs to be. And it needs to be because I always thought of, of Radio Free Catholic as kind of a swift kick in the butt to Catholics. But it's also becoming simultaneously very, very obvious that our concept of evangelization sucks. Not the Catholic concept, not what Catholics talk about when they're talking about evangelization, but our concept, the human concept of evangelization sucks. I mean, it sucks so bad that even the Pope doesn't want people evangelizing. He calls it proselytization. <clears throat> and the Pope doesn't believe, or at least he doesn't behave in a manner where he believes, that we have to be converted to Catholicism in order to be saved. He, doesn't, he clearly doesn't take to the idea, that, uh, to the idea of extra ecclesia nulla salus. And of course that's problematic because, of, because we want to bring all souls to Christ. Now for those people who are dealing with people in the occult, it's actually a little bit easier. And here's the thing. We also have to remember ourselves that many are called, but few are chosen. It's not every occultist that's going to come to traditional Catholicism. Although every occultist that does come to traditional or come to Catholicism will likely be a traditional Catholic. I was talking with uh, Charles Fraun, uh, the author of Slaying Dragons. Um, really good guy, smart guy, very, very observant, um, and very meticulous in how he goes through data and, and managing to to piece together the picture. It's quite, he's an impressive person to talk to. But he made mention of the fact that it's very, very common, I mean, to almost meme-like levels for occultic practitioners, when they come to the faith, they don't, they, you know, they may probably come out of Protestantism and then fall into the occult, but when they come back to Christianity, it's Catholicism that they come to. And it's in particular, it's not the Novus Ordo Catholicism, it's the traditions. Because we're looking for the mystical. We're looking for beyond what is material. And it makes perfect sense. Having, having direct access, a direct line of access to all of the mystical power in the world 
knowing full well that it's not our power to do to do with as we please, but knowing that the God who made us, the God who drew us to you know things such as the occult, is the ultimate expression of the occult. The ultimate expression of the sacred feminine is found in the Blessed Virgin Mary. The ultimate expression in alchemy, particularly with the, mod with the new age, out with the newer alchemists, the modern alchemists, the alchemy of the soul is only perfected by grace. And it's that grace that, ever, that, that most occultists are looking for. We're looking for the truth. We're looking for a reason why. We're looking for all of we're looking for all of these things. And if any of this sounds at all common to your search in your life, it's because it it's imprinted by God into our very natures. And if some of it sounds beyond you, well, I mean, you know, whatever. Many are called, few are chosen, and that goes in every aspect of of, of all of the charisms of the Catholic faith. I was having a discussion with um, with a coworker who's Eastern Orthodox. I believe he's Rokor. I believe he's Rokor. I don't know for sure. Um, and for all of the differences that we have, because I think probably my favorite thing about discussing it with him is that he's he knows what what the principles are that he's taught and he knows what he thinks we're taught and yet he's still searching for that little bit more i think we're actually wrestling with each other trying to convert each other <clears throat> but we don't look as much to evangelization because i don't, I don't know it, it's it's so far beyond our ken as 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 men. I mean, seriously, where do you start? What do you talk about? How do you cast the net? So we get caught up in legalism. We get caught up in these are the rules, this is how it works. We don't tend to get, and when we do get caught up, I mean, we really lack the language to describe the ultimate beauty that is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We lack the language that is the beauty of the expression of our beatified saints. We lack the language. I mean, we have saints of all sorts and colors. And colors, I mean, in a spiritual manner, because there's only because in reality, with human beings, we only have shades. We don't really have colors. <clears throat> we have saints like Saint Joseph Benedict, uh, Benedict Labre. We have saints like Saint Thomas Aquinas. We have saints like Saint Teresa of Avila. We have saints like Saint Teresa of Calcutta. We have saints like. Edith Stein and Maximilian Kolbe, Blessed Ukon, the Samurai Saint. We have so many saints of so many different assortments. 
who we know are in heaven for so many different reasons, who had their foibles, to be sure. But they had the things about their life that was truly miracle, miraculous. Every single day, every single day we should be talking about the saints. That might be the biggest hang-up I have with the Novus Ordos. We don't, there's, not the, there's not the accent on the devotion to the saints. There's not a whole lot of explanation as to why we have the devotions to the saints. One of my favorite things about the Gospels and about sacred scripture is that it's the story of humanity. In the many, in the many, many chapters, in the many, many verses, there's so many expressions about the ups and downs, the, the ins and outs, the, the good and the bad about the human race, about the human condition. And all of the stories are true, even if we don't understand them. And to be sure, there are many that we don't understand. 2000, I would say, from 2015 on, we entered into the time of the Maccabee. Where the expression of the faith, the deposit of the faith, takes on the many challenges that were present in the time of Judas Maccabeus. We have amazing and powerful women who are reflections of the likes of Deborah. Deborah, not Delilah. Deborah, or Esther, or Judith. There are many people today who are going to undergo the challenges of Tobit, the younger Tobit. As we have to try and cleanse out some of this diabolical disorientation from our society, just so our young men and women can find spouses and raise families. We have the richest history because we discarded nothing except bad, doc bad doctrine, bad dogma, and evil practices. One of the greatest criticisms that many of my friends like to make of Catholicism is like, well, you guys kept everything, like you adopted this, that, and the other, and I look at them and I go, and that's a reason to not be Catholic? Because I can come up with some really good reasons why we don't do the other things that were included with those pagan practices. But the cultural traditions and the history is still there. It's still there for us to investigate, to look into, to read about, and to embrace. I'm still digging up the traditions of my own bloodline. which is obvious of, obviously of particular importance to me because my bloodline is connected to the Catholic kings. And so the Catholic prophecies of the great Catholic monarch and the holy pope, these things are vitally important to me. But knowing where I come from, knowing the history of my family, understanding that 
my country has decided that it was going to lie about my people. So we could be convinced to discard all of those quote-unquote archaic, outdated practices of Holy Mother Church and embrace the new, the woke, the disoriented and confused. You give me a choice between the greatness of the Spanish kings the zeal of Queen Isabella the quiet commitment of St. Juan Diego St. Junipero Serra the Jesuit martyrs in the Midwest and Canada you give me a choice between that and blood sacrifice on the altar of the Aztecs or burying your young children alive in the Amazon or hanging babies by their entrails in the Teutonic lands or any of the barbaric practices that still go on in Africa. You give me a choice between the beauty of the Catholic faith and any of those things, it doesn't matter how, how connected to the land these people are. They're so connected to the land, they're actually connected to the domain below it. We don't look to the heavens the way we should. Because we should wonder what it's really like. We should be trying to find out what that beatific vision really is. Because we catch glimpses of it. You get enraptured briefly in the beauty in the beauty of a sunrise or a sunset. You get enraptured by the beauty of the, of the full moon. You get enraptured by the absolute wonder of the birth of a baby. I mean, you know, in that brief moment, either before or after, you have to go through, you know, cutting the umbilical cord and all that. Or standing on top of a mountain looking at a beautiful valley. There's so many things that just recall to us the greatness of God, the greatness of his creation. Surely these things are better than anything the world has to offer. Surely a few moments in struggling through quiet meditation with God is better than using those same moments watching pornography. These things used to be obvious. I mean, many of us would still fall. Many of us still fall today. But we don't connect with the pain of other people when we try to tell them there's a better way. 
We get very sort of stodgy about it. And I think if we connected ourselves with a sense of wonder, and in truth, for many of the Catholics who never experienced the sense of wonder, I do feel for you because you guys are going to have the hardest time. Because you have to come to that moment, that, that moment that can only be described as existential. That moment when everything just becomes so crystal clear. When the beauty of God, even amidst chastisement and pain and suffering, becomes so obviously apparent. that it spoils you to anything else. The problem I have with the Novus Ordo is that that sense of wonder is gone. We build churches that look like circus tents. We build, or conference rooms. Our Lord's no longer sitting on a grand throne is in a brass box on top of a pedestal. And we've taken so much time demeaning his sacred spaces that we literally we literally use the monikers to describe the modern Catholic Church as epithets. Don't put them up on a pedestal. You don't have any business at the altar or behind the pulpit or whatever. I mean, take your pick. But if we reconnected with the beauty of the church, with the beauties of the, with the beauty of the traditions, with the transcendent, with the things that are always true all the time. We would make it obvious why the devil wants to destroy us. Why the devil wants to destroy the faith. Because in the face of the perfect beauty of God, in the face of the immaculate, the devil is so obviously ugly, so obviously destructive, so obviously poisonous. that it would take a true reprobate, a true degenerate to choose that ugliness over the beauty of our God. The pains suffered during our Lord's passion are so absolutely heinous that one of the greatest I think probably one of the greatest evangelization tools for for Catholicism in the last in the last 20 years was the passion of the Christ. And I think that's the case because it connected people on a deep visceral level with what our Lord went through. A deep visceral level. And for those who were paying attention, 
the movie that was that was set 1500 years later called Apocalyptico it so perfectly espoused the fear and the pain and the suffering the brutality the evils that were going on in the Americas before the arrival of Christians. And I think it was brilliant. Mel Gibson didn't actually put a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A commentary for when the Spaniards arrived. People who hate the church would say, oh, well, if you think what, what you went through with the Aztecs was bad, just wait until the Spanish show up. Which is just a lie. And we're going to find out exactly how much of a lie it was as soon, <laughs> once the world actually starts receiving the full cup of God's wrath the chastisement to come. But we as Catholics have proven that we ourselves are not ready. Because we don't talk about the beauty. We don't talk about the peace. We don't talk about the transcendence. We don't talk about the existential, immovable truths of our faith. We get caught up in the law. And to be sure, when we're arguing with, you know, our fellow Catholics, debating the law is, you know, obviously important. When we're trying to explain the reasons behind, you know, whatever, whatever teaching. Or how those teachings are expressed in an age of space travel and satellites and global surveillance and digital money. It's always important to remember that we have to talk about those things, and we do have to talk about those things. But if you're not approaching the faith with the same sense of wonder as a child who takes his first steps into Disneyland for the first time, with the same sense of wonder as a child at the circus for the first time, or at the zoo, or at the aquarium. If you're not approaching the faith day to day with that same sense of wonder, are you really actually approaching our Lord as a child? God has done so much, so much. From creation to now, that there, in all honesty, there is no reason for a person of faith, man or woman, to not just weep in joy from all of the awe-striking, magnificent, glorious things he's done. From the, from the intricacies 
of even a single red blood cell. To the beauty and complexity of all of the biological systems in, in a single human body or any body. To the diversity of temperaments of all of the creatures of creation, from bears to lions to dogs to mice to cats to raccoons. All of the diver all of the diversity of temperaments of the birds, of the fish. the ridiculously crazy intellect of an octopus. The beauty of every mountain, the beauty of every valley, the beauty of the plains and the desert. God crammed so much beauty into this world so much magnificence into this world. There is no reason why we shouldn't be in constant awe of the creation of our Lord, of all of his creation. And if more people actually focused on that, the wonder of the universe? How much of an easier time we'd have following Christ? I tell, you, I tell you truly, it is very, very difficult indeed to transgress when you're enamored with God's creation, when you're enamored with God's universe, when you're enamored with the handiworks of God, just the handiworks of God. That he would care so much to do so very much. That a God would take time to paint even the striations across a piece of granite. A single piece of granite. That he would care enough to make even the most grating and irritating grains of sand that get everywhere when you're in the desert sparkle in the light. If we detach ourselves from that, if we get too focused on all of our so-called troubles, then we, like St. Peter, when he said to the Lord, if that's really you on the waters, call, call me out and I'll walk out there to you. And even as he was doing that, he still got distracted by the troubles of the world, the waves and the ocean or well, the sea anyway, and the storm. And instead of bracing the miracle 
embracing the miracle with the awe and wonder that a child should have been absolutely awestruck. I'm walking on the water. This has never happened before. I'm walking to my Lord, the most beautiful human being ever. The God-man. And we still get distracted. And we still turn our eyes away. And then we wonder why we sink. If we could embrace that same wonder, that same awe, that same wonder and awe that we catch in those minor little moments, those, you know, that, that 15 minutes of sunrise or sunset, that moment standing up on top of a hill and overlooking and overlooking the landscape. We can dive in to the beauty that is the true love of a martyr's sacrifice. And the birth of a baby. The complexities of life. If we as Catholics can connect with all of those things, we will be far better evangelists. We will be far better in our prayer life. We will be far better. Because it is very, very easy to meditate on wonder. And it is very, very easy to make the person that you want to bring into the church jealous not in a bad way but jealous of that sense of wonder of that sense of devotion and that sense of love it'll make them want it When you're talking to people who aren't Catholic, make sure to not get too terribly caught up in the questions of law. Obviously, know and be able to answer the questions. But never let go of that sense of wonder, that thing that keeps you in the church. And for those of us out there who are actually principally kept in the church out of a sense of fear, for what we know we deserve. You better remember what the pre that most beautiful thing that happens in every confessional just before you just before you get up and step out of the confessional. That all of those things that you've done that you fear going back to the God man who endured the worst suffering on earth 
the very worst of what could be done to another human being has said ego vos absolvo. He has said the words, I absolve you, I forgive you. And the wonder at the epic levels of magnanimity that comes with being willing to forgive such a wretched sinner as me doesn't take away from God's glory at all. It adds to it. Because the same God who has said to me, Ego vos absolvo, is the same God who took time out to paint those little variations of color in every rock. Who formed the attitudes and dispositions of all of the little birds and the big ones to be sure. Who made dogs loyal and lions fierce and stags bold. It was the same God. It's the same God who paints the skies every night and every day in rainbow hues. It's the same God who causes the sun to reflect off the moon and give that beautiful pale light. It's the same God who strung the stars up in the sky. The same God who gave us the smell, the smell of roses and of lilies. I mean, he, same God who also gave us the smell of poop. <laughs> and, the, and the ability to know the difference. It's the same God who made your wife or your husband, who wove together your children in their mother's womb, who wove you together in your mother's womb. It's the same God. It's the same God who by force of fire and friction forges your soul into the beauty he desires. And whether it be the pains of war or financial struggle or social revilement, the same God who brings, you know, those three little old ladies who are constantly complaining about you all the time when you're celebrating the holy sacrifice of the Mass. The same God who gave us Michelangelo Bonarati, who could carve stone as beautifully as God formed souls. Well, almost anyway. Same God. The same God who gave us the boldness to space travel. 
the desire to fly faster than the speed of sound, the capacity to circumnavigate the globe, It all comes from the same source. And indeed, even the devil comes from God. And all of that pain and all that suffering that the devil brings because he just couldn't be bothered to serve one human being. All of that pain and suffering, even that pain and suffering God uses to make us better. Because there is nothing that was made, that was made without the will of God. Nothing. If we can stay connected to that, we can convert ourselves. Well, not convert it. I mean, we're not the ones who really do the converting, and let's be real. But if we can stay connected to that, I don't want to get accused of Pelagianism. It's the only reason why I stumbled on that. (laughs) But if we can stay focused on that, then we can cooperate with his will and his grace to convert us. And we can cooperate with his will and his grace to convert others. Because it is impossible to conceive of even a moment when the Blessed Virgin Mary did not behold the beauty and goodness of God. And she, I mean, she's a tough act to follow, but she's the perfect example. And that's why it's always at her hand that the most miraculous conversions seem to happen. And I say always in that sort of general, sort of broad stroke sense. Obviously, it's not always the case. But she is most common. Because she's the mirror of justice, the tower of David, the terror of demons, the mother of sorrows. the mother of fair love. The lady of the good event of the purification. The lady of the most holy rosary. The immaculate conception. I don't mean to wax too poetic. Actually, no, I did a precise. Apparently, I precisely meant to wax poetic. <clears throat> and it's mostly because, I mean, in all seriousness, how can you not contemplate God and try to talk to him, talk about him, and not get poetic? And not become enamored? And if you're missing that, dear family, if any of you are missing that, 
You're missing one of the greatest benefits of being Catholic. You're missing one of the greatest benefits of following our Lord. And I would highly, highly recommend that you seek that. Because I couldn't comprehend being Catholic without it. It's the perfection of everything I sought in the occult. It's the perfection of everything I sought in science. It's the perfection of everything that I ever sought. And I know I'm hiding it rather well because it's, it's as I think about it, it is very difficult for me to not have tears of joy and bliss come to my eyes. If you don't have that sense of wonder, it's going to be very, very difficult to bring more souls to Christ. And the most important soul that you need to bring to Christ is your own. As with all things, you want to convert the world, start with yourself. You want to save the world? First off, good luck. Because that's not going to work without Christ. And you're not going to save yourself without Christ either. We can do nothing if he's not with us. <clears throat> so like I said at the beginning, don't get caught up in the legalisms. Don't get caught up in canon law. Canon law was made for the faith, not the faith for canon law. It was made so that we have proper expression of our faith. And in the last 500 years, i got to be honest with you, I think our reflexiveness in trying to fight back may have, you know, mildly caused a few issues in canon law. It's certainly what the Orthodox have a problem with. Although, you know, I mean, they got problems. It's absolutely what the modernists have problems with, even though they're willing to weaponize the law. But I mean, they're evil enough to weaponize anything. It's not difficult to seek a transcendent experience. I mean, you could literally just stare at a rainbow and get a transcendent experience. You could stand at the edge of the ocean and get a transcendent experience. The key thing of importance is remembering that as you're enjoying that mark, that moment of perfect beauty, That moment of perfect beauty, that moment of perfect truth, that moment of perfection was made by the hand of God. And if you fail to connect that beauty with God, that's actually probably going to be the thing that really, really gets you. Because if you fail to connect that beauty with God, in all honesty, you're, you're kind of committing blasphemy in your heart. 
So take time out to just embrace it. Those perfect moments are everywhere. They're waiting to happen. God's waiting for you to see the work of his hands. Because it's with that work that the salvation of souls comes to pass. It's with the work of God's hands that the salvation of souls comes to pass. Take some time out and meditate on something beautiful. Something beautiful that God's given you, like your children. Something beautiful that God shows you. Something beautiful. And remember that it would not be here without God. And see if that doesn't help. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.